Hello and welcome back to Her Business Radio. We've been gone for a little too long, but we're back. We're here to talk some boxing. I am the other guy. Things are looking great. Victoria's opened up again. The sun's out. Ben Damon, how are you? Yeah, really well, Mickey. Um, fantastic to be talking to you again. Uh, congratulations to both of you for making it through the absolute worst of lockdown in Victoria. It has been a really, really rough year for a lot of people and uh, you guys have made it. The pubs are open. Um, so I can't believe you're chatting with me. You should go and enjoy it. Yeah, Jade, why aren't you at the pub? We'll wrap this up pretty quick. What do we What do we got? Not much to talk about anyway. No. Nothing okay. happening anyway. Don't worry about it. <laughs> now, some exciting news, man. Yeah. The uh, press yeah. conference today, fill us in. Yeah, we did have a, a very big press conference today. Uh, we didn't say hello to you, Jade Mitchell, but uh, hello, mate. I'm sure we'll hear plenty from you through the course. Um, yeah, we had a huge press conference in Sydney today announcing that on December 16, a Wednesday, uh, Tim Zhu will be fighting against Bowen Morgan. So, Tim Zhu, Australia's world-ranked super welterweight and uh, top of the tree in Australian boxing. He is fighting against the world-ranked uh, Kiwi, Bowen Morgan, on top of what is a huge doubleheader with a massive undercard as well. Mark Hunt and Paul Gallen, they were meant to fight uh, way back in May, but it's been postponed and rescheduled a number of times. And now it's going to happen. So a really exciting fight for combat sports fans of all types and uh, for sports fans, really. That's a, a mainstream sort of an event taking place at a stadium, at Bankwest Stadium, a, a massive joint, a really nice new venue out at Parramatta in Sydney as well. Um, so it'll be a massive night on main event and can't wait for that. Um, it, it's a really good way to finish the year being December the 16th. And uh, Tim Zhu, well, he's going to headline two stadium fights in the course of one year. And both of them are going to have taken place in a year with a pandemic. So he's done pretty well. Oh, mate, it's, it's insane how well he's done and just... Just watching his rise and how much he's improved with every single fight, different styles and everything he's faced. And now Bowen Morgan is another different skill set, another different physique, if you will. Like he's he's a nuggety fella. He comes forward. Um, and Tim has just gone from strength to strength. And just the way he carries himself in the media, two stadium fights, it's just cool that we've got another superstar at the helm. And I'm um, the entire, like Matt Rose, no limit, just put on such great shows. I um the co feature on the night, um, Gallon versus Mark Hunt, that that's fun. That is a really fun fight. We've never seen probably the most you arguably the most experienced combat sports athlete that Australia's ever had with Mark Hunt in K one prior to UFC. Having his first boxing fight, all those memorable walkaway knockouts and stuff, it's just gonna be interesting to see him in a boxing ring. And um and Gallon too, like Gallon's Gallon's improved. Gallon's Gallon's a serious professional heavyweight now, and the whole card just looks like another awesome show by No Limit. I um I can't wait. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, it looks like it's gonna be a pretty good undercard too, Ben. Is there anything you can share on that front? Um yeah, we'll announce that in due course, obviously. But um Liam Wilson will clearly be there. Um he signed yep. with No Limit now, and he'll be there no doubt. Um you can expect to see. An interesting heavyweight bout, um, a couple of fights that we've seen come and go previously on other shows that have uh, been able to be put back together. It's going to be really, really strong. Um, a, a lot of belts uh, in the offing as well. I had someone 
tell me yesterday looking at the card that maybe there's more um, individual belts on the line on this show than previously on any show in Australian boxing. I don't know how we add that up, but uh, yeah, that was that was one assertion. So regardless, yeah, it's going to be a huge show. Um, it, it's going to be a really good end to the year, and I think um, we deserve it, and Australian boxing uh, continues to thrive. But um, yeah, can't wait for this one. Seven weeks today uh, until that show. So we're recording this on the day of the press conference, the Wednesday, whenever you happen to be listening. Um, seven weeks away on December the 16th. <laughs> More belts than ever. I'm just thinking we're going to have the WBU involved, WBF, all, all the all the big guns. <laughs> uh, sorry. Franchise belt, throw in there. Yep. Beautiful. Yeah. Now, what, yeah. what Tim Tim is actually the WBO Global. What what are his world ratings at the moment? The WBA Global. What is is he IBF? What IBF um um regional title does Tim hold at the moment? Um, Australasian. Yep. And what are his ratings with governing bodies at the moment? And he's ranked two by the WBO. Yeah, well, WBO's his big one. Um, yeah. He's at it's two behind... Thing. Sorry, mate. So he's at two. Um, Patrick Tixier is the world champion and Brian Castano is fighting him and Tim's next in line. IBF is four. Jamel Charlo's got the world title there. Um, I think he's eight in the WBA. And uh, WBC, he's uh, I think eight as well in the WBC. He's right up there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right, right about there. Anyway. So when when are we hoping to see him? Like, assuming he he gets through Morgan, when are we hoping to see him against Teixeira? Well, he's got to fight Brian Castano. So um, when's that? Th- there were. <laughs> You blokes have any of these details yourselves, or is it just like a? No. Is it a Q and A no, with you're, me? You're the man. Okay, what are you blokes been doing? Think, You've been yeah. locked inside. Um, why don't you know all this? I've just been in concreting, and now I can't stop thinking about the pub. Now that you've said they're open, yeah, you yeah. should go there, mate. What are you doing here? <laughs> so anyway, before you hung shit on us for not knowing anything about anything. We're, we're asking all the all the big questions, mate. When when is that fight actually um, due to take place? I don't think it's been set as yet. Well, you would hope in twenty twenty one that Tim will get his his chance. He's right there, man. He's just improved so much. Like his learning curve has been so steep. Just how professional, how hard he works. He just you can't help but like Tim Zoo. He's um he's. he's something special. Yeah, like how, how impressive was he against Juan? Just like so so like mature and just those those body shots he was landing and just so patient. Yeah, yeah, he's gone to another level, that's for sure. Um, and he was uh, at his very best, no doubt, against Jeff Horn. But he said at the press conference today he thought there was a fair bit of improvement to come uh, out of the back of that. And now he goes up against a, a man who's going to provide a very different target in um, Bowen Morgan. He's going to be right there willing to trade with him. He's a really strong fighter, come forward style of a fighter. He's not going to have to go looking for him. So um, maybe we'll see him in uh, the sort of a war that we expected to see against Jeff Horn, but didn't see, or, or maybe um, Tim Zhu just picks him apart. We'll have to wait and see what um, what happens in this event, but um, it's an exciting one for sure. Yeah, it's, it's a different style, but my God, just the way Tim controls distance is it is just beautiful to watch i 
Tim, Tim's a real deal, and I see him. Um, yeah, I see him really getting tested when he actually challenges one of these world champions. But it's just absolutely, absolutely beautiful to watch, and no doubt the entire card that No Limit put together is going to be awesome. Can't wait to see Young Liam Wilson back in action again as well. He's a future star, um, and it'll be good to see No Limit. No, well, No Limit securing him and Tim Zhu. I reckon that arguably two of the biggest, well, Tim already is the biggest, but Liam Wilson's something special. He's, yeah, um, no doubt about that. Yeah, we've we've seen him improve uh, at an incredible rate, uh, Liam Wilson. So some massive things expected um, and predicted of him in the coming, well, 12 months probably. So much firepower. So much yeah. power for a smaller weight as well. Speaking of power, can I just skip straight? I'm so excited about this Sunday. Jason Maloney versus Inouye. It just, that, like, speaking of power, there's no one more powerful than the Japanese fighter. And and Jason, he's arguably our biggest puncher. Um, I'm just so excited for him, mate. Like, this is a lifetime of work. He's about to just realise a dream. Like, this is as big as it gets. He's fighting the best bantamweight on, in, in the world, arguably one of, if not the best pound-for-pound pound for pound fighter on the earth and it, this hasn't been gifted at all he's earned this he's fought at this level for some time now um and in chatting to jason like he has the confidence and he really believes he can do this and um i'm just i'm just so excited for him it's just a surreal thing to see jason after all the years and all the work he's actually in this fight and the man has earned it it's um it's huge i'm, I'm nervous of course because he's such a good mate of mine but um, I'm yeah, I'm behind him to get the job done. I, I yeah, I cannot wait. And if he does, holy shit, that's oh, you put that up there with like Rose Harada or Famo Laguerra, like that. It's just it doesn't get any bigger. Yeah, well, as we've been saying in the build up to this fight, if he wins, it's the biggest achievement ever by an Australian boxer. Um, to go over there against a man who's arguably pound for pound number one, certainly in the top two or three at the moment, and yep. a, a unified champion, um, it would be just something else. Uh, Jeff Fennick came out publicly uh, to say it would be the biggest achievement ever by an Australian boxer. We ran a promo through the course of last week uh, with him saying that and Jason responding to it. And you're right about the confidence. I went and saw Jason because he and Andrew had to uh, fly via Sydney on the way uh, over to Vegas. So they were here for a night and um, went and did some interviews and said day to him uh, in the hotel they were in. And, yeah, it's just incredible for a man going into the lines then against Noel Nui, a, a fighter that um, nobody wants to or should want to fight really because of how destructive he's been. Um, you'd think that Jason was going over there a heavy favourite. He is just uh, so confident in winning this fight and he says he's been that way ever since they stood alongside each other at the um, World Boxing Super Series event. Um, and he just thought when he was looking down on him, because Anui's a smaller man than he is, uh, don't worry about you being the monster. I'm the monster in this one. So he's going to go in there and, and give him himself every chance. And yeah, he'll be a massive outsider, but it'd be just so fantastic if he, he could pull off this upset because immediately he becomes a global superstar. Already he's a name in the US after what he did on that top-ranked show against Leonardo Bears. And um, in, in his other fights as well, and going so well against Emmanuel Rodriguez in that fight, um, but this would just be another level altogether. So yeah, Sunday it's on. Uh, coverage from ten thirty Australian Eastern Daylight Time 
on main event. Um, so it'll be a, a really big Sunday of boxing. See, the Rodriguez fight too, like that was a split. And that too is just fuel to the fire. It's it, That's a learning experience in itself. And then I think what he, what he, where he takes a bit of confidence from when you saw when you saw Rodriguez, he's also he at the time is an undefeated world champion. In a way, has come up. In a in a way, has come up to to bantamweight. Um, he he wants to show him who's boss, and he he steps straight into in a way, and ends up just getting bombed out of there. When you watched when you watched um, Donaire, the older, more experienced fighter, he took his time. He had he tried to walk. Um, he walked in a way onto his shots. Um, he gave he gave himself distance. He didn't try lock horns with him. He took him into deeper water, and I think that's what Jason wants to do. He wants to be patient and try and um, try and walk the smaller Japanese fighter onto his shots. Um, take his time in there a little bit. Don't don't try and fight fire with fire as Rodriguez did, and as so many have before. Um, so it's. I know that is part of his game plan and he's taken a lot out of the Don Air performance because Don Air, I think Don Air, like, not that he gave a blueprint at all, but he certainly exceeded everyone's expectations. You thought the older fighter would get blown out of there as Rodriguez did, but I, I really believe that Rodriguez, being an undefeated world champion, just dug his heels in. It's like, I'm going to show you who's boss. And um, as we all know, it didn't work out that well at all for him, but. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that, what, that's uh, Don Air performance. What, yeah. Conference. What what Don Air did was show that uh, Anui is human, which I think we needed to see. And, yeah. and that'd have to give um, uh, Jason some level of confidence because prior to that, he was just. He was just perfect, really. And we saw that there are some chinks and they can be exposed. So Jason was confident before he saw that. And now he knows he can be hurt and he can lose moments of fights. And yeah, he won that Denair fight. And it was a, an unbelievable fight, a fight of the year candidate. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Jason saw something in that. But even prior to that, he says that uh, he knew that yeah. he could beat him. So um, I love his confidence and um, let's hope that it proves to be correct because it would just be so massive. And he's such a such a great fella. Both the brothers are, obviously. And for him to emerge as that global superstar of boxing would be um, would be just perfect, really. Oh, mate, it would be, yeah. Yeah, it would be it'd just be unbelievable. He's such a, such a big boost for uh, boxing in Australia. And, both boys too, uh, like they're just such likable characters as well. They really are nice guys, such great ambassadors for the sport. Um, two really good guys, and Andy's only a couple of weeks later he gets to um, try and redeem himself and win back his world title against Franco, um, which I believe I, I believe that is a very winnable fight too for for Andy, um, just for taking a different approach. You saw yeah. how strong Franco was. I believe if because Andy, Andy can box. He really can box. Um, he needs to utilize movement, and um, utilize movement, and not try and just stand toe to toe with Franco again. I think if you stand in the trenches with him, um, it's it'll be your undoing. Because my God, Franco looked tough and strong, and um, yeah, I, I I really think we're going to see Andy um, get on his bike a little bit more, utilize that movement. Much the same as he did when he won the um, the interim world title. Um, he got clipped with that shot, touched the canvas. When he got back up, he started to use his movement, and um, he really does box nice and gives great variation. And 
That's what I'm hoping to see out of Andy in the rematch there. But I'm confident that Andy comes home champion of the world, and I'm confident in Jason just because of the confidence that that man has got, and he has earned this shot. It's um, Nothing has been given there. He's earned the opportunity, and he's been in the big fights, and this is it all culminates to this point. So I'm, I've got confidence in both boys. Yeah, that fight you're talking about there is exactly two weeks after Jason's fight. So yes. it's the 15th uh, Australian time of November. Um, Andrew Maloney with an immediate rematch against Joshua Franco for his version of the world title, which is the uh, super flyweight um, world title for the WBA. Um, and yeah, it's a, a really exciting fight. Um, obviously, uh, I got to speak with him as well while they were on their stopover on the way and, and saw him. And yeah, he's got a lot of reasons why things did not go his way that first time around. And obviously, the injuries um, were massive, uh, bursting two eardrums, busting his nose, big cut inside his mouth and, and had some other issues going into the fight and some um, some things they've since worked yeah. out as well. So uh, plenty to work on. And um, you're right, he, he gets the opportunity to go back there and prove that he's a, a better boxer than what he showed that first time around. We saw just how tough he was. Uh, that can't be questioned. And that's why the rematch is happening because Bob Arum and everyone else said what a good fight it was and, and how tough he was. But yeah, he gets the chance to prove that he can do some different things against Joshua Franco, which is what he'll need to do. So um, plenty of confidence he goes over there and and, and wins um, a version of the world title. And that one will also be shown on main event. It's not headlining, but uh, Kel Brook um, is trying to uh, defeat Terence Crawford um, in their headline fight. And uh, this will be the main support and it'll take place on main event on the 15th of November. So another massive day of boxing because that morning as well, there's another Aussie in action with Ebony Bridges uh, fighting for a version of the, of the world title against Rachel Ball um, on, on a massive show, a matchroom show uh, in the morning. So um, it's all happening. Some big Sundays of boxing coming up. Yeah, huge. Um, yeah, it's cool. She's found herself in this spot. Um, she's marketed herself so well and is such a down-to-earth, um, cool person, Ebony. I, I really like the way she goes about it. Um, takes a piss out of herself as well. But one yeah. thing you can't doubt is how hard that girl works and um, and how well she's handled herself. Um, and, yeah, now she's fighting on the big stage. And she's actually signed. Is she signed to Matchroom now? Yeah, she's got a deal. So if she wins well, this fight, fight, it ticks over into um, a number of fights. And they're keen to build on her profile there. And obviously, she's very marketable, speaks um, really her. well. She's, um, yeah, she's she's very likable and, and can punch, looks the part. So um, it's a huge opportunity for her. She gives away a lot of height in this fight, but she's the bigger puncher. Um, and she's got a massive opportunity um, to shine. I know that um, there's a great deal of interest in her in the UK. So, um, yeah, hopefully she can go over there and and uh, take her chance as well because she's been looking for this big opportunity. She hasn't had many professional fights, but um, so soon in her journey, she gets a shot at a world title. So what a big day that could be for Australian That's boxing. It. We've jumped all over the place ridiculously because this Sunday morning, um, George Cambosis is also in action. He fights against Lee Selby um, for a, a, a place potentially against Teofimo Lopez because it's a, a world title eliminator for the IBF. Um, we saw Lopez upset Vasily Lomachenko um, last week and um, now George gets his big shot because we've seen him thereabouts for so long, um, has sort of only just broken through on a couple of shows that we've been able to watch but um, has gradually developed a name for himself even though he's been fighting early on these shows. 
Um, we, we saw him in a, a really good performance on TV against Camille Baller all those um, years ago from uh, New Zealand. And since then, we've sort of been following him and waiting for our chance to see him. And now we get to watch him on Fox Sports in the early hours of this Sunday morning in a world title eliminator. And I noticed that the betting markets have just started to turn in George's favour. He'd um, been a, a pretty wide outsider against Lee Selby through much of the build-up. But just the last um, four or five days, they've turned around. There's a bit of money for George Cambosis. They obviously like the swagger. Um, that's something that he definitely brings. He's yeah. very, very confident. And um, very now he's just a narrow favourite. If, if you win- if you went off their body of work, like you can't go past Lee Selby, but um, yeah. yeah, George's swagger, his confidence, and everything like that. Obviously, that's inspired confidence in people. But um, way he's done it, like going to America and and being on these shows, um, untelevised and stuff, like he he has done it the hard way, and I can't like I respect the hustle. Like he's. He's worked. He's worked, and he's got himself to this point. And now, if he if he beats Lee Selby, he's a mandatory for Tio. Man, it's um, what a story that would be if he actually gets gets through Selby and um, gets the job done, and then gets a fight with Tio. But um, yeah, I, I wish George all the best, and cannot wait to watch that one as well. I've been a fan of the way he goes about it for some time, so it'll be good. But um, it's a scary. Um, it's also a scary man at the end there again with Teo. Um, the boys, yeah. Jason and Andy, were actually in the room when at, watching that fight because they're in the um, top rank bubble, and they said it, his shots when they landed. He goes, they said he's just so explosive, and because there's no crowd in there, and he can hear every shot. They said that he just is phenomenally strong, like ridiculously strong. Said so they've never heard shots land like it before. They they said. Um, He's a real scary dude, so that would have been cool actually seeing seeing a fight of that magnitude in the bubble with no crowd being there live would have been unbelievable. But um he um he's a scary man too. And so young too. So yeah, he's, he's also big, big for uh, a lightweight as well. What's that making? Yeah, he looks huge, doesn't he? Especially next to like um Lemachenko. Like Lemachenko looked like a flyweight next to him. And that's why he was able to like stand in front of him and just like yeah. walk him down. We haven't seen anyone yeah. do that. And before. that was the thing, wasn't it? The size and the power. And you could tell that um, Lomachenko, you know, he was happy to box with him, but he didn't want to engage. And he no. was very gun shy, particularly through the first half of the fight. The scores were obviously much wider than they should have been. But um, yeah, I think it's, uh, it, it's fair to say that Lopez won the fight. Um, but. Lomachenko probably showed that against the majority of people in that division, he's going to outbox them and outclass them. But against a beast like Lopez, um, he's probably not at the right weight division. He probably needs to go down one, and he probably could go down two if he wanted to, and and there's some really good fights for him. So um, a lot of opportunities for him should he come back fit and healthy, and I'd imagine that he will because he had surgery uh, straight afterwards on a shoulder. But, yeah, jumping yep. a bit ahead for for Cambosis, he's got to get through Lee Selby first, um, who's had, as Jade said, a, a very impressive body of work. Um, he's only had a couple of losses, and one of them, uh, a split decision to Josh Warrington, and the other one was was way back early in his career. Yeah, so um, fifth fight or something. Yeah, so you can understand why. Um, He'd have a lot of confidence against someone um, like George Cambosis, who's sort of been working behind the scenes, but 
George gets his chance, and that's the beauty of boxing. Um, no matter where you've yeah. come from, your journey's been. Um, if he wins this, he, he goes right to the top of the tree and gets some really exciting fights. Uh, if he is beaten here, George, then you know it's a it, it's a way back for him. But um, he's taking his chance, and hopefully, it, it it goes the right way for the Australian. So that's what I love about like earning it, guys. Guys, earning it like Jason has earned it. Andrew has earned it. Hmm. George is going to earn it with a win over Selby. Like it's um. It's the way to go. I just share. Yeah, I respect the hell out of it. It's, it's awesome. We've skipped ahead like pretty far. <laughs> We've spoken about Andrew Maloney, Ebony Bridges. Um, was there anything else you guys wanted to touch on there? Um, not really, but I guess it's worth mentioning the main event um, on the Cambosis Selby show is oh, Alexander Usyk against Derek Chisora. So that's the. Uh... <laughs> He's so funny. I love Usyk. He's such a weirdo. It's great. Because he looks like a serial killer, but he's actually really funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a fair comment. You wouldn't want to see him in a dark alley, but uh, you'd want to have a beer with him. What do you think happens, Mickey? I think if he uses the second Fury fight as a blueprint or even the Pulev fight and uses his jab, I think he boxes his way to a comfortable decision. If he's really dominant, maybe gets a late stoppage. But I, I see this going fairly one-sided. But the thing about Chisora is that he's really exciting. He can land a big punch at any moment. And he does carry that power. That's why that 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 makes it like Usyk look a little vulnerable in that fight. So we don't know how he's going to handle. We saw Lomachenko struggle at lightweight. So maybe Usyk will struggle at heavyweight. We don't know. We've only seen him against Chaz Witherspoon. So a lot of questions are going to be answered here. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Yeah, big question mark, isn't it? Because he is going in against a, a genuine uh, heavyweight, a man who has at times been world-class, no doubt, Derek Chisora. Um, and it's a fight that he has to win because he wants to uh, maintain that mandatory position for the uh, WBO version of the world title and eventually fight Anthony Joshua. He wants to be the man who sort of jumps in between the um, Joshua Fury negotiations and forces them either to... Um, give him a belt or to fight him on the way through or maybe to uh, make him the automatic challenger to the winner with his version of the belt. Be, but, um, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting It'll be one. a huge shame if Joshua vacates the belt because how good would it be to have an all-British yeah. undisputed? Well, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And hopefully, you know, if Usyk can get through this fight, hopefully something can be done whereby that fight is still for all the belts because, yeah, it adds so much, doesn't it? And it... It adds history and um, two British fighters potentially fighting for them all. Um, it would just be enormous. And there seems to be a, a lot of appetite to get it done. Um, Eddie Hearn and uh, Bob Arum are pretty adamant that if things go according to plan with um, Joshua Pulev and uh, Tyson Fury uh, looking at some sort of lower-level opposition potentially, um, then they're going to just jump straight into it and get it done they reckon they've figured out pretty much all the details uh it's just a matter of of getting it signed so yeah it's uh there's a lot of pressure on some um some results though between now and then yeah like so the, the obviously the Deontay Wilder fight fell through doesn't look like that's happening that expired that um the period on which he could call the uh the third fight so that was one yeah, stumbling the rematch block. clause just has gone away. Yeah, and it's a fight things, I think which is people just can utterly bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> that's so so strange. Like, what well, what's the plan, and why hasn't anything come out? Why hasn't he said anything, Deontay Wilder and his camp? It just seems seems very unusual that yeah. they've just let that subside. Um, 
I don't know what the legalities are around it, but um, what, what are they just going to wait and sort of build him up, like chuck him into a, a 10-rounder next and, and see if they can get a shot in another year? Or I, I, don't, I don't really understand. It's a very, very yeah. strange one. That, that's the only thing there is really to understand. They obviously think that um, he can't win the fight and needs to rebuild, needs to learn a few new tricks um, and come back better for the, the rematch because um, they're just, they're, yeah, it was... He fired Mark Brillen. He's yeah, fighting Mark which Brillen. Which was a, he, a fight. Yeah, he horrible fight move, yeah. He did. He did. Well, I think that was pretty set <laughs> on the night, don't you? It was pretty set on the night. It just took a while. Yeah, to... yeah, no, exactly. I thought, yeah. I thought for a yeah, second Mickey said he's I fighting think... Mark Freeman. I'm like, oh, geez, yeah. it went that sound, did it? Oh, God, <laughs> and, no. Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's... that's... Um, he'd be better not yeah, fight it's, him. Um, yeah, it's pretty gross that he, that he fired Breeland. Breeland had his best interests at heart. And... Yeah, like the one person in the team that was looking out for his health. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah. no, that well, that that that's the only explanation. If they've just let that fight, um, if they've let that lapse and they've just let it go away and they're not making any noise about it, that's obviously what the plan is: is to come back uh, bigger and better next time, give himself some more time to develop a few new tricks, and it's all it can. Yeah, be. But, do you um, think that he can develop a lot more tricks? Or- he needs nah. a new train. I, I don't know. I feel like JD's has taken him as far as he can go. I. Maybe it's time for someone, yeah. someone different. Not, not to, not to box on the level of, not to box on the level that, um, or anywhere near the level that uh, a brilliant boxer like Tyson Fury does. Like he, he was just, he was amazing on that. Night. Yeah, and um, yeah, for sure, and he was yeah. dominant. Although and he, he did wear that heavy gear. He, in. Yeah, yeah, of course, but no, he, he, he completely destroyed him. No doubt about that. But you just think that he would go back yeah. in and back himself with the right hand. Um, yeah, it's just very, very surprising that, that they've decided to let it go. Um, but, yeah, who knows what can happen. Fair ass whooping, that's for sure. Yeah. I, d- I didn't understand what our friend Jade just said. I said it was a fair ass whooping, oh, that's right. for sure. And then Mickey whispered at us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, well, you have to think psychologically that would have to mess with your head. So maybe you're just taking time off, staying off social media, which is probably a good thing because he was always on it yeah. before. and. Right. Always yeah. saying crazy things, yeah. so maybe it's good that he's taken a break and just separated himself. Yeah, from yeah. absolutely. I yeah. think it's a decent segue into our own emerging heavyweight, uh, Justice Hooney, who we got to see uh, last week on Fox Sports, winning the Australian heavyweight title in his debut performance, which is a, a very, very impressive thing to do. As I said in the coverage, and I wrote an article prior, there's um, only been two men um, who'd fought for. Um, Australian titles in their debut and neither of them had won. Um, there was an event way back in 1915 where a heavyweight on debut um, did win and later on was upgraded to being the champion, but uh, he wasn't actually presented with the belt in the ring. So he was the first person ever to do that. Um, thank you to Adam Height for those details as well. But um, yeah, an historic performance and... Um, he did uh, a really impressive job against a man who'd had 15 professional fights in Django Opalu, who showed just how tough he is and how many shots he can take. Um, what did you guys make of the performance from Hooney? Yeah, he actually fought like he wanted to win. He wasn't just someone who was there as an opponent. He was someone who wanted to fight back and actually try and, and, and make 
a real serious goal well, of it. He's the Australian yeah. champion. It's a great learning fight for him. He's the Australian yeah. champion. He's the real That's deal. Right. Like, and for Hooney to come in there in his first fight and um, to box the way he did was just the, it, the kid's something special. 21 years of age, and they're still aiming for the Olympics too when they um when they go, aren't they, Ben? Isn't it? You've got to have under 10 professional yeah. fights now and you still qualify as well. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So they're still heading towards Tokyo. That's the plan. Um, they so, still date for Tokyo? No, they haven't as yet. Yeah. No. So waiting around. He'll fight again, the plan is, on December the 3rd um, on Fox Sports again in Brisbane. Awesome. And then they'll continue on from then. you matching him is going to be hard. Yeah, I think so. Well, uh, Dean Lonergan, the promoter, has been calling everyone out. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'd... So he's used some colourful language around a couple of them as well. So he's trying to get under the skin of a few of Australia's heavyweights. I know that um, Dempsey McKean, for example, is really keen to be that opponent for Tyson Fury um, on December the 5th, December the 6th, our time. If he can, he's put his hat in the ring for that. But um, whether that can happen or not, who who knows? He is world-ranked, so um, there's that. And I know... Yeah, um, I know Lucas... Brown is, um, you know, hanging around trying to get that fight back in the US. I don't know that that'll happen. He got called out by Alex Leopold on the coverage, and then he said he'd accept. So uh, that'd be a good fight if we could see that happen. But otherwise, I know that they're hoping to get both of those guys in with Hooney at some point in the next uh, 12 months or so. So they're really trying to I rush saw, it along. Yeah. I saw Lucas Brown reply to a comment saying that he'll um, – He'll, he'll never fight a guy that's one to no. So that might no. be some time away. Yeah, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought they'd look for him next. Well, actually, I know that they're not looking yeah. for him next. But um, yeah, 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 sort of in the – they've got a fast-track plan of him fighting every couple of months. And uh, sometime in 2021, they'd like to get him in front of those guys, which is a very, very ambitious. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. But he's he, – yeah, he is that good. He is that good. He um, – he mixes it with any of those guys, and it's just going to be so cool to see how far that kid can go and see what, how he goes in the Olympic Games as well because bronze medal at the Worlds? Yep. Was it? Yeah, bronze medal at the Worlds, world, uh, yep. former world junior champion. I mean, he, he could even be Australia's first ever um, Olympic Games gold medalist because he's just so young and he's just, yeah, he's something special. Seems I've only met I've only met Justice. Um, I think I met him up at Zarafa Horn the second fight. Really, really, really nice, really nice young kid. Kind of shy, yep. not outspoken at all. Um, yeah, and his father they seem like a really, really nice team. So it's um, oh yeah. they are yeah no he's a very gentle giant um, six foot three uh, he's only a kid as you mentioned um, and he is quietly spoken but uh, he doesn't mind talking up his ambitions in the sport he says that his plan is to unify the division yeah and then to retire before the age of thirty so um, yeah he's not he's not shy about uh, expressing those ambitions and yeah. they're lofty ones well, that's still my ambition as well to do that before the age of fifty. <laughs> <laughs> we'll head down to the pub tonight and get that out of the system, and uh, I'm back yeah. for the age of fifty. Yeah, no, looking forward to that. Um, still on that card the other night. Um, Pataya, Jai Pataya for sure. But just before that, I want to talk about Benjamin Hussein, uh, who fought on the undercard uh, against Ben Marnie. Uh, he's the fella who 
gave a really good account of himself, but busted his jaw. Um, oh, one of the most grotesque no. injuries I've ever oh, seen I've in boxing. Um, just phenomenal that he fought as long as he did with that injury. For those who haven't seen it, um, have a look back at the fight or Google the images or go on his Instagram because he shows the extent of his broken Good jaw. Dinner, yeah, it's just it's it's just horrible what happened to him. And when you consider the extent of that injury, the fact that he fought for as long as he did in that fight is just incredible. Um, he wanted to keep going. When they were trying to stop the fight and who knows why the doctor and the referee weren't just stopping it. And why it wasn't stopped earlier, um, we weren't ringside. We were calling from a studio. But even just on the telly, you could tell there was something severely wrong from early in the fight. I thought he'd bitten through his tongue first. And then I went, oh, no, I think he's busted his jaw. But I didn't realize just how bad it was. But he wanted to keep going um, before eventually, uh, finally, they stopped the fight on him. But he was saying, oh, he's going to go to the cards. I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose. Well, I've spoken to him um, just today, actually, and he's all right. He's had an, he's had an operation. Uh, it was a complete success. Um, was he able to talk? Like, yeah, he how can, was he talking? He was talking fine. Um, he can't eat solids just at the moment, but he will be able to soon enough. They've inserted a number of plates. They don't do the wiring thing anymore, but they've inserted plates and all that. And um, within three months, he'll be able to resume full contact if he wants to. And um, he's only a kid. I think he's 21. So yeah. he'll, um, he will he wants the rematch if he can get it with uh, Ben Marnie and he wants to get back in the ring um yeah sort of you know in that three to five month range so he is an incredibly tough kid and i think that all promoters will look forward to having him on their shows um in coming years and uh hopefully that is the case because after what he provided the other night he well and truly deserves it yeah he's a talent for sure and six foot two at um junior middle he's an absolute monster so um yeah i Good luck finding your opponents because you can't hurt the guy. He's six foot two, and man, he's got <laughs> yeah. He's, he's talented, mate. He's switch hitting. Like he, he was really nice to watch. Um, and Ben, Ben mm, Marnie, yeah. he proved he proved that he's the real deal that night too. Um, I, I for mine, for mine, like, because I'd I'd heard good things about Benjamin Hassan, and um, Ben. Just signs with Tasman, he gets his first fight on TV, and out of everyone he could have fought, he get ends up with a guy who's a, like can fight like a switch hitter, can fight either side, six foot two, and is only two and zero. Oh. Like for mine going into that fight, Hassan had nothing to lose, everything to gain, and um, Ben, even though I, I look neither of their stocks dropped that night, Ben performed awesome. He he showed he's a real deal, but. What I respect too is the fact that he wanted that fight and he's like, yep, let's just do it. So it's so good when these guys who are undefeated and who are the real deal just want to fight each other straight up. It's it's cool. So props to both boys. It was a hell of a fight and um be interested to see if we get the rematch. Yeah, it'll be a way off. Yeah, how long does it take to recover from something like that? Well, he's uh, been told that he can resume full can- contact in uh, three months. But maybe it'll take a little bit longer than that. But that's what they've said. So, um, yeah, it's a really significant injury. And, and the the really interesting part of it is that he believes, um, well, he'd know that it was a, a innocuous right hand um, about forty seconds into the fight that caused the damage. I only noticed it in commentary in round two because he was um, fighting with his mouth open. But I 
also thought when I was watching him, maybe that's just how he fights because I'd only seen some tape of him in as, as an amateur. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he had his mouth open a lot and I was like, oh, this is, this is weird. And then I thought, no, there's got to be something wrong. I thought he'd bitten through his tongue. But he reckons, yeah, 40 seconds into the fight is when he broke his jaw and then he went that deep and then they had to pull him out. It wasn't... It wasn't him. Uh, I think the corner should have been pulling him out, um, no doubt. But um, he went as long as he did. So, yeah, he's otherworldly tough, Benjamin Hussain. Stupid, sexy Flanders packing a bit of heat. Jesus. That was that's, – yeah, that's that's absolutely lethal. Uh, so a right hand is what caused that. Yep. Jesus Christ. That's nasty. It's absolutely gross. Yeah, like, like you said, if you can, check out his Instagram. I think even Oz Boxing put something up on Instagram as well. It is disgusting. I've never, ever seen a jaw broken like that before. And I would imagine that if I come back to the corner and my jaw was broken straight through the middle of my chin and my teeth weren't lining up because the jaw just dropped into the side of my face, I'd imagine that Lenifer just would say, no, mate, you're done. You're not fighting anymore. Like, it's just it's insane to think that he lasted as long as he did 40 seconds in. Like, if you have not seen it, go look at it. It's disgusting. Mm. Yeah, there's a video on Oz Boxing's um, Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's from his Instagram. Yeah, it's uh, incredible. Oh. So anyway, oh. um, at least he's up and about or getting there anyway. And um, yeah, you mentioned Jai Pataya, of course. Um, yep. Got through uh, in the main event. Um, obviously, had a hand injury. You could tell there was something not quite right with him, but he still did more than enough against um, the very tough and classy Ben Kelleher, who um, spoke really well after the fight and is a, is a tough dude. And Jai will now go and uh, have that hand looked at, and hopefully it's not too serious and they can fix it up so he can um, get back. Uh, doing what we saw him do in his fight against Mark Flanagan because um, that was the best we've seen of him so far and we want to see him like that again because um, he is absolutely world-class. He's um, he's world-ranked, of course, and he's got some big things ahead, but he uh, he needs to get his hands in good nick and um, show the uh, absolute best of himself in those major fights when they come. Yeah, it's a tough division to be fighting in as well. He's, I thought he's ranked pretty high up on the IBF. Maris Breeders' belt. Yep, no doubt. What about you, Jade? Before yeah. we go, we should get an update. We got a date, something. Um, no, work towards. Maybe. Uh, who, who knows? I'm hoping early 2021 or if, like March, April. Who, who knows? If we can get something going in uh, in Melbourne again with the MBS, or I may even because I'm I've started training around work now with. Um, I don't know if I mentioned on the last. Um, her business or not, but Lenifer has now got the all clear. Um, his cell count's totally normal. So, but at yeah, this you stage, did, mate. Lennifer, That's fantastic news. Yeah, so, really good. Yeah, we're working together again now, and um, just training around work because I've, I've got to make a, a dollar because uh, there's obviously no sponsorship money or fight money coming in. So, um, yeah, I just hope early 2021. I might even speak to to Dean and see if I, if I'm in the position to see if I can maybe go base myself for a camp and a fight in, uh, in Queensland on, on an NBS show up there. I just, I, I'm just so hungry to get back. I just, I've got so much more to offer and yeah, so that's nothing in immediately in the immediate future, but fingers crossed something happens in Melbourne early 2021 or if not, I'll speak to Dean and see if I can get on a, um, a show up in Queensland. Good stuff. Well, 
Enjoy wow. the fights this weekend, everyone. Um, to repeat, yeah, on Sunday morning on Fox Sports, you can see Alexander Usyk against Derek Chisora, featuring Lee Selby against George Cambosis um, from 10.30 Australian Eastern Daylight Time on main event pay-per-view. I think it's 29.95. Noya Nui against Jason Maloney um, in a massive fight on a top-ranked show. Then two weeks later, we'll see the Katie Taylor show on Fox Sports in the morning, which features Ebony Bridges fighting for a world title against Rachel Ball. And then that afternoon, Terence Crawford v. Kilbrook on main event featuring uh, Andrew Maloney fighting to get his belt back against Joshua Franco. So um, some huge events coming up for Australian boxing. Very, very exciting. And some uh, domestic shows approaching as well. There was meant to be one in Canberra on the 25th of November um, featuring Brock Jarvis and Mark Schleibs. I believe that one's going to be pushed back a couple of weeks. So we'll announce a new date on that very, very shortly. But... um, there's plenty who probably don't know that that's happened, but it's just occurred today. Yeah, we didn't touch on that. That that's a fun. I'm I'm hanging for that fight. That's awesome. Absolutely awesome yeah. fight. That. Yeah. Oh, it's good. Yeah. It's good. They've got a little bit more time to prepare. So, um, but yeah. it'll happen this year. Yeah, exciting. That's awesome. Well, no worries, fellas. Well, good stuff. Catching up. Good to talk to you chat. again. Get to the pub, yeah. boys. Yeah. Get to the pub. Yeah, I shall. I've already got one foot out the door. All right, All see right. you later. See you later. Bye. See you later.